Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, and happy Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. One of the things we did this week was answer listener questions for a whole episode, which I imagined in my head was going to take about 45 minutes-ish based on how many questions I pulled together. The final length is, of course, to be determined at this point because it hasn't been edited, but the file on my recorder is like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Yeah. It's much longer than I was thinking in my head. Yeah. I feel like we're better at doing that live and managing the time <laughs> that we yeah. are in this situation. Live, we also have a moment where it's like, okay, we are going to answer the questions of everyone who's still in line, but please no one else join the line because like we're going to run out of time. Right. Um and a lot of times that's not like that's not really our personal preference. Like we we have agreements with the venue about what time we're going to be done. Right. And normally if we can, like sometimes they will say you know, you have to be cleared out of the stage and auditorium area by this time, but you can hang in the lobby for longer. And so we'll do meet and greet for as long as people are there. Like we don't want to turn anybody away. And people can always, like, ask us questions in the course of that. Uh, we got to kind of keep it moving. As Tracy said, there are venues. Uh, I always feel bad when, like, the venue staff is kind of standing there with their keys in their hand being like, "Yeah, hey, it's cool <laughs> that it's cool that you like to talk to people, but uh, chop, chop. Um, yeah. They've all been incredibly gracious and kind. I don't want to make it seem that way, but I, I am always very cognizant of when the staff is ready to go home. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Yeah, we way earlier in the year, even at the end of last year, 
we had sort of talked, okay, uh, are we going to try to tour again? When are we going to start trying to talk about touring? And we had initially planned to start talking about touring, like, in the spring. And then when the pandemic really became international, like, immediate news, like, it it became clear that we were not going to have a conversation about touring right then. No. (laughs) Um, And then as that has progressed, I mean, we're recording this on June 16th, um, and it, it just seems incredibly unlikely that we will will be booking live shows, both because of, like, the, the travel involved and getting to them, and then also if we did one, like, you and I had had a conversation about some of the stuff that we had on the calendar that has since been, like, been canceled, and we were like, we're going to have to not do a and a for this. Like, we can imagine each of us getting there maybe relatively safely. Like, one of the right. things that we had been planning was an outdoor show, and that is, like, less risky than being in an enclosed space with people. Um, but, like, we would not have been able to have a meet-and-greet line of 100-plus listeners to individually talk to face-to-face. Like, that just would not have been feasible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it is, I, I do, that's one of the things I actually have missed. I'm like, oh, I miss, like, the chance to travel around and meet people and and get to chat with listeners. It's always really, really fun and incredibly fulfilling. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm bummed that we don't get to do it. I'm glad, you know, you came up with this idea for sort of a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my favorite parts of touring are definitely the actual live show I enjoy doing because I was like a theater kid as a kid and like ha- having some kind of of stage experience in my life still like that's been really cool to come into as an adult and I really enjoy talking to listeners and answering questions and doing meet and greets um I don't love the part <laughs> where usually we get back to our hotel room well into like like nighttime hours, like, you know, it, often in like the 11 to midnight kind of range. And then a lot of times, like, we need to be up and at the airport the next day really early. And so, like, that kind of turnaround, I don't really miss that very much, but I weirdly kind of miss airports. Oh, I love airports. I always have. Me. That doesn't, that, that part doesn't surprise me at all. I love an airport. I love an airport bar. I love an airport restaurant. Um, I, uh, I mentioned in the episode that I had been traveling so much leading up to this. The airports felt almost like home to me at that point, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind the turnover of getting in late and leaving early. There's only been one time where that was really dicey, and it was when we did our tour in the fall, and we did Denver one night and Chicago the next night. Yeah, turns out those are um, tricky to get in between. Right. And I had exactly an hour and 10 minutes of sleep. And I knew that if I like got into bed and actually went to bed, I was not going to wake up fast enough. So I slept sitting up in a chair and like I was punchy and groggy. I had a connection where like I literally had eight minutes to get from gate to gate in uh, I think it was the Minneapolis airport. It was just a crazy day. Yeah. And then I took a quick nap when I got to the hotel. Uh, my best friend had met up with me and she kind of made sure I got up. But honestly, that that Chicago show was super fun and I had a great time and didn't feel depleted. So I guess I can do that once in a while. My day was not nearly as pressed as yours was in terms of time, but I did have to get up really pretty early to get to the airport in Denver. Um, and I remember having this moment 
as I was on the airplane, I think, where I was like, I'm going to check into the hotel and I'm going to take a nap and it's going to be so good. And then my brain was like, you're going to get to that hotel at least three hours before check-in time. Your room might not be ready. And I almost cried. (laughs) I was like, I'm not even the person that has the worst travel schedule. This is definitely not the worst thing that can ever happen to a person. But man, did I just want to go and lie down. And it turned out my room was ready. I got to have a lovely lunch with you and then have a nap. It was great. (laughs) You can always take a lobby dose. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, our, our behind the scenes of our Q&A episode has been more about, like, touring. What about. life is like when you tour, which I, yeah. it's hilarious and fun. It is. I, like, I definitely enjoy it, even though I just said some things that I don't enjoy about it as much. It's overall, like, a very fun, but can also be incredibly chaotic and disorienting experience. Yeah, you lose track of time, for sure. Like, I don't know what day it is by the time we're done with a tour. And I do remember, I don't remember if it was you I was texting or my best friend when I was like, I just landed. And you were like, where are you? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And it was a case where we had flown into D.C. And I didn't know what airport I had gotten to until I hit the baggage claim. And then I was like, oh, this is Reagan. Um, Because I recognized that. Yeah, we were going from New York, which has multiple airports, to D.C., which has multiple airports. Um, And, like, neither of us were departing from the same airport in New York. And we had made this whole plan about we were going to meet up when we landed. And then we were in the air when we realized, are we landing at the same airport? Because we definitely cannot get a car together if we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you? I don't know. Yep, that's... Anyway... If you see us on tour and we seem a little scattered, that's why. One of our episodes this week uh, was called Why No One Talks About the Irish Slaves, which is something I have been talking about doing on the show for seven years. Because because, uh, every time it comes up on the Facebook page or every time I see it just being circulated around, I'm like, "That's, that's, that's not how it worked. And I understand how there are people who kind of want to be like, even if you were only temporarily enslaved, you were still enslaved, so it's the same thing. But, like, that just erases so much other context and so many other things that happened in the hundreds of years since then that definitely affected specifically African people and their descendants in a way that did not uh, affect white Irish people. Like, that's... (laughs) It's just, it's not, it's not the same arc of history at all. Um, The thing that made me finally do it was um, as the protests um, started uh, to, they had already started, as the protest continued going um, after Memorial Day, like all of these widespread protests, they're, they're beyond talking about one person at this point. There are so many examples of people who have been um, unjustly killed by police this whole movement against police brutality. I saw several threads that were about suddenly seeing a lot more of people sharing this, like a Google Trends chart of the interest in the term Irish slaves. Like, it was like a hockey stick. Yeah. And I was like, maybe maybe now it's time to finally do this episode that I've been talking about doing for seven years. Did I ever tell you about the nearly, the just barely averted incident in Ireland last year? No. <laughs> So uh, my husband and I went to Ireland last year. 
Um, it was kind of like t- two trips planned with two groups of people that we we juggled between. And at one point, we were uh, on this beautiful carriage ride at this really beautiful place. And the driver was very sweet and lovely. And then out of nowhere, he said, people want to talk about black slaves all the time, but at least they got to live in the house with the master. Oh, no. And like, as he felt my right arm tense up, my husband leaned over and said, please don't start a fist fight in a foreign country. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, like, my instinct was, I'm going to clock this person, which is a terrible instinct, by the way. Uh, And I feel like I should absolutely 100% say, like, I had an absolutely delightful time in Ireland and found uh, amazing people that I had very, very fabulous conversations with. And that was not a prevailing kind of sentiment that I encountered. It was just this one instance, but it was just so odd and awkward and blunt. And also we're in a carriage being driven by this person in I don't know where at that point. So it was like, if I start this fight, I don't know what happens next. Well, and like, I... Being in a different country has definitely caused me to respond to things differently than, than like, like I have some phrases practiced if a stranger says something racist in my presence. Right. Like, same. Like, I, some things that I am prepared to say. But, like, for example, when we were in Paris, there was an incident where a tour guide that we were on said something that, that was not okay. And I, I think we all kind of froze for a moment. Like, we had conversations about it after the fact, but in the moment, it was like all the things that I had prepared, I was like, does this even translate to right. this, uh, the, the tour guide whose first language is uh, not English? Like, it was a whole thing. So I was like, I, anytime I want to travel internationally now, I feel like I need to rehearse responses before I go. Yeah, for sure. And it, it is one of those just um, weird things that took me so, like I said, so off guard. And I, um, I mean, it was literally like in the middle of, it was so jarring. It was like being in the middle of like the most delicious piece of cake you've ever eaten and someone going, that cake is 90% arsenic. Like it was so shocking. I was like, what, what, yeah. what happened? Um, th- uh, yeah, I, uh, I did not know the proper way to respond. And again, I did not want to get arrested in a foreign country. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> We mentioned we mentioned Liam Hogan's work a couple of times in the uh in the episode and uh, I mean again like like he's done so much work yeah on this subject um and also tracing where this idea comes up because for a long time it was largely like within the United States um but uh in more recent years it's like there have also been articles um from newspapers in Ireland some of which have since been retracted that um, that one 2008 article that we mentioned at one point was um, picked up by a couple of, like, really major publications and claims within it got just reprinted on those publications uh, as fact. And in some cases, those have been retracted or corrected. Um, and so in addition to, like, the need for people who don't already know this history to learn about it and to be able to talk about it and counter this information... There's also a thread to me that is about just media literacy yeah. and spotting uh, w- who is in charge of this piece of content. What is their goal? Why are they writing it? 
is it on a website that has a lot of conspiracy theories? Like, the, there's there was just a lot of that that was part of it also. Um, as a general rule, a lot of memes that are shared, even if they have a core of truth that seems really exciting and, uh, like, in line with what people are wanting to believe, like, a lot of them have a lot of misinformation also. Yeah. Uh, also, just for anybody who is going to do maybe a Google search, for example, for Liam Hogan, uh, you may want to do Liam Hogan Librarian or you will end up with a footballer. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI. Yeah, he's really he's been doing this for years, years and years. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, so happy Friday again. If you want to write to us, history podcast at iHeartRadio.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're at Missed in History at most of the social media sites. And you can subscribe to our show on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 'Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.